All right, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It's Wednesday, April 26, 2023. And uh, it's good to have you checking in on the chat. Those of you watching live on all the various platforms, uh, we've got a chat on uh, Facebook and YouTube, which I can see. I don't know if I can see Twitch or Odyssey. I don't think so. Um, although I can see it later in the day. I get a notification, maybe. Um, so, thanks for checking in. We've got Michael on YouTube. We've got Karen on Facebook. Vicky's on YouTube. Chris, Don, and Karen, and Lori, all on Facebook. Thanks, uh, Gus and Eileen are checking in. I think they have an appointment today for their various arm conditions. Um, it says Brad is awake this morning, so that's good to hear. Brad's surgery was yesterday, correct? And that was for the... What was it? Quintuple bypass? Insanity. Wow. Crazy what they can do. All right. So thanks be to God. Uh, pray for Brad and his healing, of course. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Memory verse. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John 11, verse 25 through 26. A, <laughs> the first half. Our psalm this week is Psalm 23. We say it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our catechism this week is the table of duties to wives. We say it together. Wives, submit your, to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, verse 22. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. All right, first reading today um, is actually picking up with the Isaiah 45. We heard the first uh, first few verses before this on uh, Monday, and now we come back to it today. And you'll see the connection, of course, to the gospel text, which is why it is the second reading. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me... Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, Surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed. 
who are incensed against him. In the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. It's really an incredible chapter. Uh, you can go look at all of Isaiah 45. But uh, there's a couple things of note here. Salvation comes in the Lord and him alone. So we have what uh, the formulators call the exclusive particles. Exclusive particles, like alone, only, uh, without, no other, you know, all these uh, grammatical words or expressions that are used to show the exclusivity of Jesus for salvation, for righteousness, for, uh, for strength, for what else? For, to be saved. Yeah. So it comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. Of course, that is what his name means after all. Yeshua means the Lord saves or Yahweh saves. <laughs> so uh, we should have known just by the name given to him by the angel who he is and what he has come to do that he is the fulfillment here of what Isaiah foretold in Isaiah 45. All right. So uh, then continuation of John's gospel, John chapter 14, beginning in verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. All right. So uh, this picks up uh, with what we heard before um, when... Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There again, exclusive particle. There is salvation in in no other name, no other name under heaven by which we may be saved. That exclusivity of faith in Christ for salvation. Now Philip um, is a little confused because if it's exclusively in Jesus, then what about God abstractly or God more specifically, our Lord's Father? Well, they do everything together, and then we'll hear again tomorrow of the Spirit, right, which is also what we'll be hearing on Sunday, and that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit do nothing apart from one another. They are distinct persons, and yet um, they they act as one God, of course, because they do all things together. Okay, so uh, let's see, where were we? Verse 7, right? There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which, uh, given to men by which we must be saved. Acts 4, 12. All right. So how does one see the Father? How does God or one see the Father? But through the Word made flesh, we see the Father. Think John 1. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld, beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We have beheld him. So to see the Father is to see the Son. Right? Of course, then Philip's not quite tracking here. <laughs> Uh, as is typical, right, for a disciple, um, including ourselves. So um, there's another story, important story, that involves Philip, and it also involves doubt about what Jesus is promising. That would be uh, John 6, the famous feeding of the 5,000. Remember, uh, what does Philip say there? Philip answered him, 200 denarii of bread, worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have but a little. Right, so you can see the similarities there. 
So, and then in verse 10, what is Jesus revealing? Now he's beginning to uh, unpack what we would call the doctrine of the Trinity, right? The relationship of the Father to the Son and to the Spirit, which is what we're going to be studying for the next couple of weeks here, right? As he exposes that or reveals that in uh, John 15 through 17, 14 through 17, really. All right. So there is a unity between the Father and the Son, uh, a unity of persons, and yet, how do we say it in the Athanasian Creed? Well, you'll have to wait till Trinity Sunday for that. By the way, I think we're going to uh, try something fun this year. Uh, we'll have an organist, and uh, I think we can try to sing the Athanasian Creed. What, you say? Yeah, point it as a psalm and, and sing it, like as if it's a psalm. I've had seen congregations do that. I said, hey, we have an organist in the summer, so let's try it. Uh, yes, unity of persons, and yet, um, what, division of substance? How does the Athanasian go on this? It's seeking just to confess what uh, is said here in, of course, all the, none of the links actually have the text. <laughs> well, how helpful is that? Um, all right, here's one. We worship one God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity. All right. We must worship the Trinity in their unity and the unity in their Trinity. Ah, yes. Not by the blending of substance, but by the unity of his person. All right, so they are of the same substance, but they're not, they're still divisible. All right. That's a little philosophical, but perhaps you understand here. We don't say that the Son is the Father, and yet at the same time, the Father and the Son are together and are one God, unity. All right. And then, oh, why did I? Leave off two more verses. Hold on. Let me give you John, or excuse me, yes, John 14. Let's look at 14. Uh, 12 through 14. Why? Hmm. I don't know why I left those off. Uh, you also see here that uh, to know who Jesus is is to actually perceive him or see how he is revealed in his works. I'm having a hard time. I can't talk to you and type at the same time, apparently. 12 through 14. There we go. All right, let's add those in. Ooh, that's too big. How about that? All right. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, he will do it. All right. So, uh, what... What is really incredible here, Jesus is going to die for the sins of the world, right? On that evening, uh, going into the next day. And yet he says that the works that his apostles will do, and, and thereby extension, the apostolic church will do, will be even greater yet than what Jesus did, right? Because, of course, Jesus uh, will, f will work through them by his spirit um, to send the gospel out into the, all the world, right? And then we have a promise, 13 and 14, right? Whatever you ask in my name, and in the, that is in the name of Jesus, or according to his will, we will receive. By the way, to, to call on Jesus' name doesn't mean you can ask for anything. Well, he does say anything, but anything in his name presumes that we use his name according to his word. Right? Uh, remember the second commandment. Do not, shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Misuse your name of the Lord your God, right? Mm-hmm. All right, same thing with Jesus' name, of course, because he is God. Philip had seen the works of the Father in Jesus when the 5,000 were fed, but he still thought that there must be some God other than Jesus. Here, Jesus gently teaches us about the unity of the Trinity. 
The Father and the Son are one, even though they are separate persons of the Trinity. The Father is at work in the Son, just as the Son is at work in those who live by faith. So Paul will say that it is no longer I who live, but Christ uh, lives in me. Those who live by faith will follow the way of Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension to dwell in the Father's mansions. There is no other God than Jesus through whom we have truth and life. All right. Good. Well, let's sing our hymn, If Christ Had Not Been Raised From Dead. Christopher Idle is the uh, composer of the text. I mentioned uh, that he has about, I think I mentioned, 300 or so hymns uh, to his name. But uh, in our hymnal, there are five. There are five, right? This is probably the least familiar, but uh, you would recognize the others if you go look them up, I think. All right. Do we have a commemoration today? Uh, We do, actually. It is a very um, parochial commemoration, (laughs) as parochial as it gets, I would suggest, which is uh, the commemoration of the founding of the Missouri Synod. I remember, right? Oh, of course, I have nothing, nothing 
It didn't show up in the prayer guide. That can't be true. All right, I guess we omitted it there. Where can I find something for us to consider here? Oh, it's not a commemoration. It's just a remembrance. Missouri Synod organized in 1847 on this date, which makes it, uh, what? All of you who, math fiends, 176 years old. All right, we'll say a prayer of thanksgiving um, for the gift of our church body. Find a good prayer here for us. Here we go. Almighty and gracious God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have commanded us to pray that you would send forth laborers into your harvest. Of your infinite mercy, give us true teachers and ministers of your word who truly fulfill your command and preach nothing contrary to your holy word. We thank you for the gift of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, um, which you use to train and raise up uh, future workers for our church, both teachers and preachers of your word. We thank you for um, the gift of the outgoing vicars and those called into the office of the Holy Ministry. We ask you to bless their service, especially um, the gentleman who's been called to serve at Bethlehem here in our county. Grant that we, being warned and instructed, nurtured and comforted and strengthened by your Holy Word, may do those things which are well-pleasing to you and profitable for our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Pray the Collect for the Week. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness, and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the Church. Teach them to submit to their... their to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior. And look to them for love and spiritual headship. Deliver them from all fear and faithlessness. Where their husbands fail them, support them with your grace and let them find their sufficiency in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. For parents who must rear their children alone, for our cities and communities, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray this day uh, with Dale and Preston celebrating their birthdays. Pray for the households of our congregation, especially um, those who are less frequent in attendance, that God would restore them uh, to faithful attendance to your word. Especially pray for the households of Chad and Mindy, Joseph and Andrea, Michael and Jennifer, Shannon, Jerry and Marcella, Monty and Linda. We pray in Thanksgiving for the gift of life and birth and for holy matrimony for Aaron and Virginia. Pray for our catechumens. Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, Kimberly, Allie, Dasha, and Teresa. Pray for all those ill receiving treatment or recovering. Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, uh, Brad recovering from surgery, Gus and Eileen with ongoing treatment. Doug, um, looking forward to treatment. Sandy, uh, also being treated. Hosea, Emily, and Wade, uh, my friends and family. Pat and Darlene. We pray for the homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the work of uh, alert disaster relief relief teams, uh, that God give us generous hearts to support their work with financial gift. Pray for the mortification of the old man and the preservation of the word and increase of the church. And we pray for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Dan. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would uh, keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. With that, uh, I bid you a fond farewell. Uh, Until later, adieu. We'll see you uh, this evening, if at all possible, uh, for divine service at 7 p.m. We're going to celebrate Easter Tuesday. Yep. So we've had Easter evening or Monday, Tuesday, um, and we need Easter, I think, right? And Easter Wednesday is next. Um, So uh, join us this evening, if at all possible, and uh, to receive God's word and sacrament. Also, uh, you can join us again in the morning for prayer. All right. Uh, Pray for healing for for Brad, especially, uh, for Gus and Eileen, who are being treated today, I think. And uh, we'll see you in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.